after technical difficulties and after my internet decided to literally go, nah, mate, I ain't going to work for you today. Um, me and me and my good friend Moya, who I'm with now, are having to do episode one again. <laughs> how wonderful. Um, how bloody wonderful, especially when we had loads of good points. So basically, sorry, Moya, for wasting your time there. That's okay. Um, this is episode one of Jamming with Words, a name that I just came up with an hour or so ago because I couldn't think of one and that's the best one that I came up with and I was inspired to make a podcast by the person who I'm with now whose voice you just heard uh, Moya who has got her own podcast called Too Much Racket which is um, episode one should be out when this is out definitely right yeah that's correct yeah Um, and I and Moya very kindly asked me to be on her first episode and um I thought, well, I'll invite Moya onto onto my first episode, and we're basically podcast neighbours. <laughs> Is that the right one? You like, you remember that meme that was like number neighbours? Yeah. yeah, podcast neighbours. Um, now we, I've decided for the, for episode one to keep it keep it on one theme, um, and then as the episodes go on, pardon me, sorry, as the episodes go on, I will. Uh, I might like, you know, branch out, talk about a range of different things. But I thought for episode one, I'd talk about a mutual love of me and Moya. Um, and that's the 1975, mm. um, who we've just, we're probably fed up of talking about them now. Cause we've literally <laughs> just spoke up for 20 odd minutes and then the flipping internet. Um, yeah, the 1975, a band who we both love very much. I know for a fact that Moya loves them because on her Instagram, there's a lot of 1975 related content, whether that's just sharing a song, whether that's just sharing Matt Healy, it don't matter. Mm. Uh, if anyone's listened to this and doesn't know who they are, they are a band from Manchester. I believe. Manchester? I thought they were from Chester or Cheshire. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what? Like, I, 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 I'm going to have to look this up right now. Yeah. Because I know Matt Healy's like this sounds like so fanboyish like i know matt healy lived in uh this this house for two years and then moved across to but um let me look oh okay so they formed in 2002 in in cheshire but they're now based in manchester so i think i'm the true fan right (laughs) well you know what whatever so (laughs) i knew it was something with chess chess in it Manchester, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, dig your hole. Yeah, I, I will. I will dig my hole. I will. Okay. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> so the 1975, a mutual love of ours. I have. I remember being at a gig of theirs, and I swear I saw. This sounds so like Netflix's you esque. <laughs> I swear I'm not like Joe from you, but I remember seeing you there in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like there with like a cap on and like, you know, like she's over there. But I remember seeing you and I think I texted you and was like, I could see you. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but I don't know if you, it might have just been another blonde girl. But uh, <laughs> it sounds. <laughs> no, because I was like, I swear that's Moya. Like I was like, she's here. That's got to be her. Because I was sat like proper at the top. So I was like, that's got to be mm. Moya. Because oh. I swear it looked like you and your friend. But anyway, I digress. Let's start with. We did start with the albums when we were t- when we were talking before we were rudely disconnected. Let's let's discuss favorite song instead because I feel like we could talk about a song quickly 
and then move on to the albums. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw my faves at you because I want your opinions. Mm. Um, and then you can tell me yours. Mm. So it's tough. It's not easy. Um, it's it's not easy choosing favourite song by this band because, as I'm sure you agree, they are pretty consistent with great music and also um, almost levelling up every time. Yeah, that's that's true. But then I contradict myself there because my favourite album was one of the earlier ones. But anyway, I do feel like each album has like a song that's just like, how do they keep making such good songs? So, but my favorite song is actually from the EPs and it's falling for you. Now falling for you is such a simple song. And I don't mean that offensively, but it is simple at the core. Mm -hmm. It's, it doesn't change in like pace and it doesn't change in like dynamics and all that fancy stuff. It's very much a very leveled song. Like it just consistent sort of tempo and whatever. But, I don't know what it is about it. It's just it just does things for me, man. Every time I listen to it, it's just such a beautiful song, and um, I owe it to that song really because that was the song that made my YouTube quite successful in a way. Like yeah. it actually got views, actually got people listening to it and got views. So for me, "Falling for You" is my favorite. Is my favorite track by them. Um, nothing when I was listening to the to the songs and trying to make a list. None of them really beat it. The only one that got close for me was my second option, which was This Must Be My Dream. Mm. That was close. It was close because for for the eight, well, I'd say seven years I've, I've loved the 1975, Falling Fuse has been, always been number one. But as of late, like This Must Be My Dream has sort of like crept its way up to the top. Mm. But um, so Falling Fuse is my favourite. And then the other four mentions would be because I said we'll do a five. Yeah. So, Falling Fuse, my fave. This must be my dream. 102. Mm. I don't know if it's 100. Do you say 102 or 102? How would you say it? Uh, 102, I would. Mm. Yeah, that now I didn't, that never used to be my top five, but I actually love that one. Wow. Um, and I didn't think it, is it a 1975 song or is it a Matt Healy song? I, I could I couldn't say to be fair, but um, it's definitely one that you'd really have to be in touch with them to know. Exactly, and that's one of the first ones I actually heard from them. It was just him. Yeah. Um, but then again, because it's just him and a guitar, you could say that Nano or uh, is just a Matt Healy song, couldn't you? Yeah. So I'm going to say one or two uh, menswear and. Um, it's going to have to be Paris. Ah, uh, yeah. Or, actually, no. No, no, no. Um, it's not living if it's not with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so hard to just whittle it so, down five. It, it really is. It bloody is. And I thought when I sent you the questions, I was like, that she's going to struggle with this because mm. I know you're a huge fan fan girl like like me. Yeah. Um, and there's, apart from notes, there's very few songs that I dislike. Um, which I'm sure you'll disagree with me saying that a lot of songs on notes I think are very bad, but <laughs> we, we, we move on. So for me, it's Falling For You, This Must Be My Dream, 102, Menswear, and It's Not Living If It's Not With You. So tell me yours. Okay. So my 
I think just to disclaim before I get into this, the thing yeah. with being a 1975 listener, avid listener, is they have a spectrum of songs for a spectrum of emotions, and it depends where you are in your life to what you're listening to. That's what I find anyway. Good point. If I'm happier, I'll listen to the more upbeat stuff. If I'm a bit more like not in a great place, then I'll listen to the more down tempo songs. So that's just something I mm-hmm. want to say firstly is I think that my favourite song does change. Um Good point. But Good point. It has to be my favourite song has to be I couldn't be more in love. Um Oh my god. And I remember I was having like a text conversation about this and I remember saying this to you yeah. and you were like, What? Like Yeah and, and right and, and rightly so <laughs> because actually no that's just no no not rightly so. I'm being so that's so selfish of me. But like that's one of those songs that just went completely under the radar. Oh, I, I think I just like it was for me. I've, I mean, I don't know. Have I been in love? Have I not? I'm not really too sure at this point. <laughs> oh, but deep. If Jeez. I'm going to, the thing about the 90s is you can't not get emotionally involved. If we're going to discuss it, I'm, I'm going to have to be like crystal clear. But that song just absolutely captured what it's like to be fucking devoted to someone and like it doesn't matter if yeah you... what about <laughs> sorry sorry yeah like and i think yeah. i feel like when i listen to that i could literally hear the emotion in my and it, it, it was just such every time i listened to it i really moved by it and that that's why i think because it, it's the song that moves me the most that's why it has to be currently my favorite song by them um okay so okay i'll get the with four that. honorable mentions um, mm-hmm. We have at second place menswear, which good, is on yours good, as well, which is quite bad. Yeah. Um, thirdly, I have she's American. Oh, of course, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's just that's a top ten for me. That's definitely a for top me. 10. You, if you show someone whether they're a ninety seven five fan or, or not, if you show someone she's American, they don't like it. Like you need to cut that person out of your life. Well, well, can I just say, good point actually, and I'm sure they'll listen to this. There's a there's a person who who I met recently online um that sounds so dodgy but <laughs> most of life most of modern life is online now and um they i said do you like the night they're from america i was like do you like the 1975 and they're like uh everyone here is a bit obsessed with them i can't really get with them and i was like okay what have you listened to you know what songs have you listened to and i think they like named like chocolate you know yeah. what i mean like the most obvious now for me when you hear chocolate for the first time i assume you're gonna love mm. it but most when someone says they don't love chocolate, I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, listen to this, like because they're a fan of 80s music. I was like, listen to this one, and I showed she's American and converted. That's it. That that that's you know. So you are right there. You are very right there. She's American is kind of just it's. I think my, I mean my dad's not a, not a fan of the 1975, but I think if I was to play that song, he would he would like it. It's just such a like you say that album does have an 80s theme running through it with the sounds that they use and the amount of synth mm. in the album mm. and um that song is just it's literally just like a sum, summer day that's that's how I'd explain it like in a sense. It really is it really is and uh I kind of sorry I'm interrupting your list but I kind of feel like when I've heard Matt Matty talk about how uh, the first album, they wanted it to sound like it was out of um, a John Hughes film. So, like, um, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. I kind of feel like She's American 
is the epitome of a John Hughes soundtrack. Yeah, that's that's actually I've never heard of that. So that yeah, that might. So yeah, that that's what I get with that. I feel like that's why the second album for me. We'll move to that point later, but I feel like She's American is exactly what Matty wanted to begin yeah. with. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so go on. The yeah, others. so in at fourth place, I have to say Too Shy. Um, it is. Yeah. It's one of those songs, like somebody else, that if you're not a if you're not a fan, you're gonna like it. And it, it did. Like, people Agreed. I know who don't listen to them were like sharing it on their stories and stuff, which is great. Like ultimately, you just want them to get as much good publicity as possible. But I think the thing is with Too Shy is you just want to dance. And I remember seeing it live um, in the last tour, literally like four weeks before we went into lockdown. And it would it was viral on Twitter up on like on 1975 Twitter or anyway, and I'd already seen it performed at like the other arenas previous to Birmingham. Yeah. And then I remember like they did the first verse, the chorus. By the second chorus, the whole room knew the lyrics. It was absolutely mad. That's mad. That's mad. And that's that's the genius of of them, in my opinion. Um I don't want to just keep saying Matty because I know there's four members. Well, there's more than four members now, but I do think he personally, as I was saying earlier, um, he's just, in my opinion, a genius because I feel like he loves pop. He's got such a musically wired brain that he loves pop Mm -hmm. so much that he can just write a catchy, a catchy hook that like, you only have to play it once through and people are Yeah, I don't even... To be honest, though, I think lyrically Too Shy is good, but I think, honestly, that song is all... It's all the musicality in it. Like, that... that for oh, sure, yeah. like, that song 100%. is so great because, like, the saxophone in that is absolutely... St- oh, ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's actually the instruments that make that song... Whereas normally the 1975, for me, are lyrically stronger, but... Uh, yeah, do you think for me, I think they are uh, okay. Interesting you say that because I feel like most of the time Matty is very like lyrically uh, like clever, um, especially in songs like well, especially in songs where he's using using big ass words, which I know he likes mm. to do. Um, but then you've got songs like Two Time, yeah, that are really great, and it's kind of like, do you mean clever as in like? well thought out or do you mean clever as in they can be simple but there's a deeper meaning behind it because two time although it's simple there's a a, you know we know what he's trying to say as well like with the 1975 he's he doesn't have a like barrier with what vocabulary he uses and what he sings about like some of the music for example this is a little bit off topic but the um 2005 um Jesus Christ song. I can't think of the full title because it's long. Um, what we, what <laughs> God we, bless America um, or something, isn't it? Phoebe Bridges. They talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that song is crazy. It's amazing. But like she talks about masturbating. And like in the um, I Like It When You Sleep, he talks about heroin and drugs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. That, that that like lyrical vulnerability, you rarely find that anywhere else. And I think mm-hmm. there's just no barriers mm-hmm. with them. I completely agree with that. I feel like I feel like any Arctic Monkeys fans though who listen to this will be like, no, Arctic Monkeys yeah. are the same. But I'm not an Arctic Monkeys fan, if I'm honest. Um, 
and I do feel like I feel like Matt Healy. Although now this is I don't know how you feel about this. When I've spoken to people about about him before and about the band, they make this assumption that because he's got famous parents, he he hasn't got really an experience of like a working class mm-hmm. life. He hasn't experienced life properly. I completely and utterly disagree with that point because I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of pretentiousness in the Arctic Monkeys music, in yeah. my opinion. I feel like Alex Turner believes that he's this American cowboy. Whereas Matt Healy, yes, his parents were famous. However, you've got to think about the levels of fame. Like Denise Welsh and Tim Healy weren't like Brad Pitt and Angelina yeah. Jolie. They were just like in Benidorm, for fuck's sake. So it's just like, I can tell that the stuff he's talking about He's actually experienced. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the hair, the whole heroin thing. I know it's deep and dark, but I feel like for him to have survived that as well, um, that addiction, yeah. and to think about it, I just kind of feel like no matter what your background is, like you can sing about these things, and I can genuinely tell that he's experienced these things and these romances yeah. and these, um, and he and he actually has been in. I could tell like when he uses like proper British, like even your podcast, Too Much Racket, very British phrases. You can tell that he's been around like yeah, real people. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's that, like, I think that's what the appeal is to me, is that he, you know, when you like um, go on a night out and you get really drunk and you do think that I ask that, oh my God, what did I say? <sighs> It's like Matt Healy's got his, he in his music, he's literally like splayed out his dark moments and his good moments for the whole world to listen to. And I think that's quite scary. Like if I if everyone knew my down points, like and it's in my art, <laughs> I would be a little bit like some days I'd wake up and be like, Christ, anyone can listen to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I totally get that. And I do think that like menswear is a mutual love of ours, and that's basically the perfect point for that's the perfect um, what's the word source mm. for what we're talking about? Because in menswear, he talks about like basically being blind drunk at a wedding and starting oh, yeah. a fight and all this stuff. Very simplistic uh, ideas, but like perfectly created in, and, and molded into yeah, a song. Yeah, it's definitely so... cha- Like, some of their listens are chaotic. Like, menswear is not mm-hmm. a, you know... When you write a song, you'll know more about this than I do, but when you go to, like, chart music, the, the typical chart music, they've clearly sat down and been told, right, you need this, 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 and this, and, like, a flow. He talks conversationally, like, having this random mm. slur of information come out of his mouth, but, yeah, it just works. Exactly, and I think he's just. I think he was made. It sounds really cliche, but I think he was mm, made for, for sure. it. Um, I can. I was just thinking. Then I bet there's going to be someone who listens who loves the Arctic Monkeys who yeah. immediately hates me for they've, this. They've but actually you know turned what? off by now, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> they've actually turned off by now, and they're actually going. He likes the 1975 and hates the Arctic Monkeys. What a knob! But I don't. I just. I don't hate the Arctic Monkeys, but I kind of feel like the 1975 are the what the Arctic Monkeys th- fans think they are if that mm. makes sense so i feel like matt healy ha- is actually genuinely artistically a genius and i think arctic monk is a bit more pretentious but that's yeah, just, it, it, that's just, just it's one of those debates just finally to slot in before you listen back um the fifth yeah. song on my lineup was mine um just so that 
it was course, just yeah, in right, case yeah. you listen back yeah. and realised I'd only said four songs. Um, so yeah, but that that's my fault in my lineup. That's another one that I don't really. I swept under the rug, and I have swept Very under rude. the rug in my. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Okay, so those are the ones we like. Which, to be fair, I'd say for me, it's more eighty percent of their catalogue. I actually. Now, 85% of their catalogue I actually love. For you, I'd say you probably are more of a night in the 90s percent. There's not much that yeah, you dislike. For sure. So give me give me one that you kind of don't like. Um so when when like you prepared me with this question, I was like, how am I meant to choose one? Yeah, like Blasphemy. how dare you ask this yeah. of me? Um but <laughs> if I'm being honest, as much as it's actually one of my favourite albums. The most recent, Notes on a Conditional Form, that album was just, when I first listened to it, like, don't get me wrong, there's some absolutely fire songs on there, like literally 10 out of 10 songs. But um, we just weren't used to this sound as as fans. Like, for example, there's Bagsy Not In Net, What Should I Say, Shiny Collarbone, and Yeah or No. Those are the ones that I could, like, pull out this morning and say that was definitely not an experience. An experience. And I think that they just played around with different genres and different sounds. But for me, the listening experience on those songs isn't like for example, when I listen to the nineteen seventy five, I'll put them on in the car when I'm driving and really thoroughly enjoy that experience. Whereas with those I'd shuffle them and enjoy them, but I don't feel any passion when they're on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I would have to say that all of those that you said, um, I, I agree. Uh, and I feel like it would have been okay if they'd have kept those for like a separate yeah. project rather than the 1975 project. Because in my opinion, like songs that are a bit out of their norm, like menswear, um, two time and like, ugh. Ugh. is it, ugh? how do you say it? Ugh. Yeah. And, and I love me and people, those five, that I've known. Mm. I like all those, by the way. But all those five are a bit not like them, but still them. Whereas I feel like, I feel like the ones that you named could have been like a Matt Healy solo project. Yeah, George, I mean Matt and George. Like I, I don't like. For them example, myself, those songs. Um, Bring Me the Horizon did an EP um, last year, I think it was, um, and that EP remember, was yeah, not. Yeah their album quality it was not something that they could have done and out for in my opinion an album for so it was really low-key there wasn't much um like advertisement for it on any of their like socials and it was just something that clearly they felt they wanted to release but they didn't really want to push it forward enough mm. and then they've released they released um an album in 2020 which was their album format that i'm used to and i feel like they could have just done that as yeah. an ep on the side yeah, and I do feel like, don't you feel like in this in this climate, that word's so cringe, but in this climate, bands are kind of feeling like forced to constantly release stuff. There's no, the only band I can think of that have taken ages to release an album are bloody Tool. And I don't even like Tool. My dad loves Tool. But they took like 10, ten years to release an album, which I agree is too long. But I feel like bands now have to keep churning stuff out. Um Bring me included. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Bring Me fan. Um, I feel like uh, yeah. I feel like that's another discussion for another day. But Definitely, I yeah. do I do feel like going back to the songs you said. 
they could have just kept him, kept him for something else. And it's funny you say that. A lot of people I know who like the band love those ones. Yeah. And would probably put them in I, their top five. I can, I can appreciate them. Like, I remember listening to that album in the... Literally, we were in lockdown you when it was released, me. weren't we? It got pushed me. back like three yeah. times. Yeah, like, it got pushed back from February and then it got pushed back. I think it was released in May, but I could be wrong. Um, and I remember it being, like, really hot weather and I remember listening to that album, like, on repeat. And they definitely, like, I had days where I... You know, for for example, I really liked um, Yeah or No or like Shiny Collarbone, but it's just not the sound that I go to them for. I don't listen to them for that sound, so that that's why ultimately they fell on the songs that I'm not m- mad on. But I still yeah. appreciate the yeah, art. and exactly like it's they're one of those bands that like even if I dislike a song, it's like if you put it on, I'm not going to be like turn it off now. Like I, I'll keep it on. Um, because I know that coming up next will be a good song. Um, personally, and you're probably going to absolutely hate me for this and probably unfollow me on Instagram for this, but um, <laughs> a song that I did, my least favourite songs are actually off my favourite album. Now, my favourite album, as you know, is I Like It When You Sleep for your long-ass title. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, is the last two acoustic tracks, She Lays Down and Nana. Okay, yeah. I don't like. <clears throat> I don't like them. Uh, what's the other one that I thought of? I don't like them, and I don't like. Um, the, well, the, all the ones that you named off the new album. The reason why I don't yeah. like Nana and She Lays Down is because I'm not the biggest fan of of Matty when it's just him and a guitar, and that's really probably controversial with with, mm. with people who like the 1975 because. The videos that of him just playing a song acoustically, there's so much admiration for it. There's no hate. I don't see any yeah. hate comments. The only hate comments come from when he's with the band. But when he's on his own, people are like, yeah. this is amazing. And it is. He can take a song and strip it down perfectly, which is what I aspire to do on my YouTube. But he will take, like, for example, his acoustic version of Sex is just almost better than the original in a way, in my opinion. Mm. Or as good as. Yeah. But... When he tries to write a track just acoustic, I don't think it's the best. And the only one that's been really good is 102, in my opinion. The other acoustic tracks mm. that he's done, so Nana, She Lays Down, God Bless America, Jesus, H. Christ, whatever it is called, 2007, <laughs> whatever. I don't, I don't like that one either. Yeah, I think I... I agree with the, like, look, at the end of the day, I don't go to listen to the 90s own fight for acoustic tracks. So as much as, like, I do like Nana and She Lays Down, they're not ones that I would, you know, put on, like, stick on a lot. No. Um, But I think that uh, still, because of how much I love them as a band and how much I love Matty Healy as a musician on his own, I think that it's just when you're a fan of a band, whether it's the 1975 or whoever, you just have so much loyalty to them as a listener and you just you just appreciate whatever they produce. But yeah, I do think that they're they're like the reason they're so special is because they're lyrically strong, but also the production of their music mm-hmm. is just so unique to what's in the in the music industry at the moment. Yeah. Um so um 
this leads to albums then, and we will. This will be the. There's two more sort of topics I want to talk about, and that's albums and just seeing them live. Um, we've decided previously that we're going to include the EPs into the self-titled album. Um, I am obsessed with ranking things, so I rank films, rank TV shows. I will even rank flipping chocolate bars. I'm just obsessed with it. What's your ranking of the, the Cadbury's collection and why Caramel is your favourite? Like That's me. That's me <laughs> as a person. So what better way than to discuss the albums than to rank them? Now, I know your list already because you've told me and the internet cut us out. So <laughs> I'll go for my albums again this time and then we'll discuss yours. Is that all right? Yeah. I don't want you to feel yeah, like I'm that host. He's like, I'm important. But that's just, no, just not all. This is how it's going. That's exactly what you are, but go well, on. Well, I mean, I, I am, but come on. Um, so for me, I'm just going to give you the, the, the list and then we'll discuss in depth after. So for me, the, the, the four albums in Best to Worst are I Like It When You Sleep. I'm not going to say the whole mm. title. I Like It When You Sleep. Um, number two is going to be the self titled featuring the EPs. Number three will be A Brief Inquiry, and then four will be Notes. A Brief Inquiry and self in- Self-Titled are so close, it's like, it's it's really, really hard to choose. But I had a, yeah. I had, I had a full listen of the Self-Titled in the winter. Well, the month's just gone. And I was like, yep, no, this is like my, this is my second favourite. Um, yeah. It can't beat the first one for me. Um, the, my first choice, which is I like it when you sleep, because the reason why I love that one so much is because when I discovered the 1975, they had the EPs out. They had the EPs out. The album, the first album uh, was coming out. So when I first discovered them, the first album was coming out like the next week. So mm. I didn't have that hype. I just got into them and then the new album was coming out. So I was like, oh, okay, new album, blah, blah, blah. And then I actually went to see them at the O2 Institute in Birmingham where they were performing that, that album in, in full. I went there with my cousin who's a big 1975 fan. Um, and then I had like, I think it was like a year, right, before they released I Like It When You Sleep. Was it a year or was it, oh God, no, it was like three years, right? Yeah, it was a long time between the two, yeah. It was, th- it was three years, it was three years. So I had like three years of waiting and waiting and so I was so hyped for this album and it because it didn't disappoint me and it was fresh, and I was re- very much ready for new music. The album just stuck with me, I think. And um, if I ever want to go through like a 1975 like listening mood, I will always go to them songs first. And um, an honourable mention, by the way, can we just shout out Medicine as a banger? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love Medicine. Absolutely. That was the only thing they released in between the self-titled and... Um, the second album was medicine and i remember thinking oh amazing that was such a good transition as well for the the theme of the first album and the second album definitely and it was more was it more synthy would you say or uh or it was it was definitely different weren't it it was definitely different i remember it coming out and instantly liking it though like it just came out i was like yeah i love this and this is the thing as well i remember being at uni i was sat with I was sat with my mate and we were we were like on we were listening to Radio One because we knew that they were gonna premiere um Love Me. Yeah. And like I was like, Yep, I'm so hyped, I'm gonna love this and I hated it. 
I absolutely hated it when I first heard Love Me. When it first came on, I hated it. I remember looking across at my mate with the most disgusted face after that whole, like, I was like, what is this? I was like, what is this shite? And then, yeah. And then, ugh, came out, which I absolutely fell in love with. Um, And then, I, when I when the album came out and I listened to Love Me again, I was like, okay, no, I actually really like this song. Mm. Um, and that's the beauty of them, I think. I think they have a real ability to co- to convert you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, I do agree. Love Me is definitely not one of my favourite songs, but they did it. They've done it both times. I've seen them live now, and it goes off. It goes off, and the aesthetic is second to none. It's just, yeah. gosh, love it. So for me, the the uh, promo for I Like It When You Sleep with all the neon signs in different places, um, you know, like there was one in like an underpassage, weren't there? Yeah. And then there was like one on top of a hill and one looking over the city. Mm. And I was like, and one in like a living room. I think it was Nana that was in the living room. And I was just like, that's, yeah. that's such a genius. This is the thing with the 1975, they know how to market and I know that's sounding yeah. like a, I know how to market because I bloody don't. If I knew how to market, I would have still been in my band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the nineteen seventy five know how to market, so they did the neon signs, the whole rectangle thing. It's such a simple idea, but it's like theirs. It's theirs, and when you see it, it is, now, um, you know who it is. You clearly like it because you've got a tattoo of it, haven't you? Uh, yeah, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I do. Yeah, actually, I, just, yeah. I couldn't not. Just, mate. You just, really ca- brought it just, up. just in case we need to know who's the bigger fan here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> joking. I actually wish it was kind of smaller, but anyway, uh, they've got the square, and then you know how have you noticed online they'll put spaces between all the all the letters. Mm. Now, yeah, they're just good at marketing, and so that yeah, album they... they sold it to me before I even listened to a track. Essentially, they're branded, aren't they? Really, they are. They're just they're just genius. But like, so I then I'll then tell you why I don't like notes, and then I want your I want your list. So the self titled and brief inquiry got no real problems with them. I think they're both great albums, great EPs. A brief inquiry has got um, I like um, it's not living if it's not with you, which is I think just genius. Um, two time. Is a, f- a fucking amazing song. Uh, yeah. Give yourself a try. Amazing song. Um, what else is on that one? I'm having a brain fart here, Maya. What yeah, else? What else? Brief inquiry. Hang on, let me oh, look. Let me, just... let me, let me, look. let me, yeah, let, let me get my assistant to look. <laughs> <Which is actually, laughs> yeah, it's actually me. Uh, brief inquiry into online relationships. Here we go. Be my mistake. Sincerity is scary. Be my mistake. Oh, jeez. Sincerity is scary. Love it if we made it. I mean, I'm just naming pieces of history here, mate. Um, always I always want to die. die sometimes. Ooh. <laughs> that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a confession. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look at us laughing at dark topics. Um, I like America and America likes me. Yes. I mean, come on. Oh, it's just that is very um, quirky. 
the yeah. word. And I do think I Always Want to Die Sometimes is such a perfectly written song for and relatable because our generation is basically like that. You know, we're very we're a very sad generation, sadly. Um we are. And I do think that is a perfect when I saw the title, I thought that is perfectly explaining us. And um this is why I just love them because I feel like Mahidi understands. I mean, he's he's in his thirties now, right? Yeah, but yeah. He understands this generation so well, and um, I love him for it. So, notes. Just, I uh, just, just a big disappointment, really. I remember being hyped. I remember saying to my sister, like, "This album's going to be amazing because it's the 1975. They don't do anything wrong." Oh boy, was I wrong. So, in my opinion, it's got so much filler on it. That it might as well be flipping used for sandwiches. It's so much of a filler fucking <laughs> album. The night, the opening track obviously has got Greta Thunberg, which is fine, but I think it ruined the fact that the consistency of of because if they were going to do it for four albums, why not just do the Greta thing at the end or something? I don't know. I completely agree with that. I have to say, yeah. I have to agree. I don't with know. That. I know it's an important issue because it is, but it's like uh, it's just you like, ruined it. You ruined, you ruined the streak, it. bro. You ruined the kill streak, bro. Um, people hate it at first, but I like it now. Absolutely I'm just looking at the track list it. now. The end. See, I don't even know half of these because I didn't give them. I haven't even given them like a third. I, I might have listened to them twice. I was like, what the hell? Frail State of Mind is brilliant. Streaming, eh. Birthday Party. I love that one. Yeah, I know. No. Then because she goes, no. Jesus Christ, no. Roadkill, eh. Me and you together song tune. Absolute tune. Uh, I think there's something you should know. Ugh, no, nothing revealed. No. Tonight I wish I was your boy. No. Shiny collarbone. No. If you're too shy, we both love that. Definitely. Playing on my mind. And then the rest of them, no. Guys is okay. I just, I just, I just, the, now I'm looking at the track list in front of me. I really don't like this album at all. It is. I remember, like, whenever they release new music, I love going to people who I know, love them and talking about it. And I remember coming to you, sending you songs, and you were just like, no. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I I can tell I like a song by them from, like, actually, no, that's not true, because when I listened to Love Me, I didn't like it. If I've listened to a 1975 song more than once and dislike it, that's it, then. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's my list. Um, tell me yours. Okay, so I'll do it in the same format as you then. Yeah. So my favourite is a brief inquiry into online relationships, mm-hmm. and I think it's the it's it's for similar reasons for why you like I like it when you sleep is that you seem to remember the listening of that album as a really um amazing experience and that's mm-hmm. why you look back on that time and look at that album and go yes that's good because i remember how it made me feel and i remember when a brief inquiry came out and we had the release of too shy um before and we had the release of um sorry not too shy two time i'm on the wrong album um <laughs> yeah <laughs> They're too similar in titles. Um, yeah, they so we are. had really, there was like um, there was give yourself a try, two time, love it if we made it, and sincerity is scary. I think they were the ones that released before the actual album, and they were, yeah, they were. I remember listening to them and just being like, "Are they going to release a bad one?" 
and it just didn't happen. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Yeah. And so no, for me, right. that is why that 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 album in full um, is is without flaws. So that's why that's the first um, and favorite. Is there any album. track you don't like on that album? Sorry, is there any track on that album you, you're a bit like you skip? Um, the only one that was like, what's going on? Um, is the man who married a robot? But I appreciate it because I think it's it's just clever. Like I know it's it but um the work it's it's again it's the it's the ability that they have to just release like I know it's not singing on that one, it's like I say it's just Siri talking, but basically that's, yeah, that's yeah. an explicit bit of monologue. And I just thought, yeah, I like it because it's risque, essentially. And it's a it's a homage. It that that's very much a homage to Radiohead. I don't know if you've listened to Fitter Happier, but Fitter Happier by Radiohead is just basically um, a computer voice talking about um, what society expects of you. Um, oh wow! I didn't know that. So I think so. I'll have to send it you later. But I think this is this was Matty's way of. Saying, "Hey, Radiohead, I, I love you, mate." So, oh, see, that's yeah. interesting to know. Um, okay, but- so so that is a great album, and I and I am very much okay with that being number one. So, what's what's the rest? So, number two is Notes, which obviously you have just explained. You don't find <laughs> yeah. the album listening too enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, c- tell me, tell me why Notes is second. Okay, over so, the other two amazing albums that should yeah. definitely be above it, but go on, <laughs> go on. I'm not salty. So, um, the thing with notes is, it's such a chaotic album. Like, I listen to albums in in order, obviously when they're released, and I do that mm. like what like a handful of times, and then I know at that point whether I like the album or not. And yeah. you've got obviously Greta. Firstly, then you've got People, which is the heaviest like song that they've ever released. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Like, I remember watching the YouTube video the night it was released, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, not even like, "Oh my god, what they done?" It was, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" Like that. Oh, it's completely unexpected. I've never been this far away from home. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, and um, so yeah, you obviously jump from that to that. And then, like you say, there's so much filler in the album, but you've got Frail State of Mind, which I love. Um, Birthday Parties, honestly, one of my favourite songs. Um, it is amazing. It, it didn't make the top five, but it is honestly like, I just love it. I love it so much. Frail State, Frail State of Mind, going back to that, is probably in my, in my top ten. Is it? Interesting. I have to say so. Um, and you've got Then Because She Goes, you've got... Jesus Christ, which mm. I know you're not a fan of, but I absolutely mm. adore the like simplicity and how stripped back that is, um, mm. and the lyrics. Uh, Roadkill, me and you together song is amazing, and all- mm. the thing is about this album, essentially the reason it's second. Although I do agree, like I said earlier, there's a lot of filler in there that I just feel like could have been an EP and this could have been a shorter album. Um, the individual songs, so like. If you if you're too shy, literally, he's gonna go down in history with me forever. That song will always yeah. follow me through life. Like when I'm 60 years old, I will still listen to that and go, "This is one of the best songs ever made." And I think because these songs as individual tracks 
are so impactful and so different. For me, it, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, maybe it's got too much filler in and maybe not all of the songs are a 10 out of 10. But mm-hmm. for, for a... For a for a movement for them and for a release from them, I think it was ballsy because that was that's the one you could most critique. Oh, you you think? For sure, yeah, absolutely. You, th- you think you think um, Too Shy is their most like sort of controversial? No, no, I think the album, like Notes. Is oh, the album. Sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah, album, yeah I like, promise. Yeah, the, the whole album. I think you could like like we have literally just you know pulled it apart essentially. You know what? Right, you make a good point there. I feel like fair play to them for releasing that album because they were literally saying we're popular, but we're not going to do what you want. We're going to do what we want, which is which is absolutely fine. I just kind of feel like it just didn't do it for me. But I kind of feel like most of the 1975 fans stuck with it. Yeah. Um, going back to people, by the way, going off on one, but going back to people, and it is their heaviest track. It just goes to show for me that they really do love every style of music because people is such a flipping like punky song in it. And they yeah. basically know what they're making. Like it's almost like it's just so easy for them to just go, should we make a punk song today? Let's do it. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could probably make a flipping reggae song if they wanted to, or a, a fucking medieval loot song if they <laughs> wanted to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for sure. ye, ye 1975. So, um, okay. So, You've kind of sold it to me a little bit there. Um, and I, I think at some point in the next, definitely in the next few weeks, because, you know, there's nothing to do. Yeah. I will probably listen to that album again. And maybe my mind will be changed. Maybe it will Maybe it will take more than two listens for me to like it. I don't know. But, okay. So, t- break my heart and tell me th- the next two. So, number three would have to be self-titled um, era. So obviously we said we included the EPs in that, and um, it's kind of like when I when I say that now in third place the notes, it's like what like because there's so many strong um, tracks on here. But essentially, I think that because it's their debut, they would have had mm-hmm. to incorporate the listener's perspective into this, and so I think that. Mm. Maybe they weren't as true to what they wanted to do as as the as you would be with time, obviously. Um, and I think although it's great, like there are songs on there that just that do underwhelm me. Like um, the city, I, I mean, a lot of people like the city. <gasps> it underwhelms Ooh. me, and so does money. What? I'm so shocked at that, Maya. I don't know if you've ever told me this because we have discussed this these before, haven't we? Yeah. We've discussed the band before, but you've never. I thought you would have loved the city. Yeah, no, it just. I, I don't know what it is about it, but it, it. I can listen to it, but I don't feel like it bangs. Don't call it fire if you know it's the war. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> literally, but yeah. So, and then obviously falling down to the the final album. Uh, which is your favourite? Which this is so this is so ridiculous. Like I feel like this is going to be <laughs> you're breaking my heart. <laughs> yeah, this isn't mm. going to be on the podcast because it's not allowed. No, um, you're out, mate. You're out. So I like it when you sleep. This is so hard. I said this before the internet cut us off. Ordering albums was the hardest part, and I switched the order sat that many times. Um, but 
Oh, it's like, how do I even argue this? Um, so, upon, like, years of listening to it, firstly, the following tracks just... Meh. I like it when you sleep, for the actual song. The ballad is more in my brain. Oh, come on. Um... Me and my friend were discussing that song. Literally, yes, and me and my friend Hannah were saying how much that's one of their best songs. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. One of my friends, when 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 we, I mean, both of us are 97.5 fans, it was her favourite song at the time. And I was like, I just don't get it with that one. I just don't get it. Um, uh, but I think that's similar to... Um... Oh, God. I'd, well, I think it's kind of similar to, like, the theme of, like, menswear and, like, Love Me. Really? Don't you? I feel like the kind of poor. What's his name? He does the song Sledgehammer. Uh, oh God, Paul. So, uh, you know what? If anyone's listened to this who like loves that, you know that song or eighties music, they're gonna be like, "You, you, your point is invalid." Now, both of you, <laughs> uh, Peter Gabriel. That's it. That kind of like mixture of like synthy eighties vibes. Ballad of Me and My Brain is like, and when you say about. This is like I'm having a go at you. No, no, when no, you no, said no. to me, yeah, like, no, but when, yeah, like, yeah. when you say that Matt, when you say Matty speaks about like anything, Ballad of Me and My Brain is pretty much that. Yeah. Like he, he uses, how can anyone put the word Sainsbury's into a song and make it work? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I think honestly, you know I'm not I mean? saying it's a bad song. Like in in like my um, list of all songs to ever exist, that would fall pretty high. But if we're talking about the just the ninety seven five. I just couldn't catch on with it, but yeah. Okay, yeah. But one thing I do want to say about this album, although it is the bottom of the list, when, like, I don't know if you do this, but obviously when, like, you have, like, a romantic part in your life where you're with someone or, like, you're seeing someone, you share music, don't you? And one thing about Mm -hmm. this album is you listen, like, I listen to a song on this album and it just takes me back, like, what, how many years ago? Five years now. Five years. Like, um, I just think as well, although it's like ultimately the last on the list, there are songs on this that are li- like "A Change of Heart" is one of my favourite songs. By the oh. oh, yeah. And she's American, yeah. and it is it is an amazing album. But I don't know. My my intuition said that was the that was the like worst out of the lot. And but you know what. I'm quite glad that our lists are completely different because if we had the same list and we were on here going, yep, I agree, yep, I agree, it'd just be so boring. Yeah. Um, so I can totally, and I, this is the beauty of, of them, I think. I feel like some artists, um, I feel like some artists, it's kind of like gospel that certain albums are number one. So if you think of, in my opinion, so I look, I'm a huge Green Day fan, right? Mm. So as a Green Day fan, you either have Dookie as number one or you have American Idiot as number one. Um, and if you don't, you're a complete traitor. <laughs> um, and I don't have any of those albums. My favourite Green Day album is Insomniac, but I feel like their fans are so adamant that you have to have Dookie or American Idiot as number one. And if you don't, you're not a true Green Day fan. Yeah. I feel like the beauty of the 1975 is everyone has a different order. I do feel like there's certain fans, um, and I think my cousin included, who say self-titled has to be number one but it's not gospel i feel like they they're happy they're open to different lists yeah and i think we've basically said that that and i do feel going back to your point of if you love if you're 
talking to someone romantically and you share songs. I do feel like for me, um, I like it when you sleep was around a time when I was in quite a healthy relationship. Um, and it was summer and like the nights were light Mm. Oh, and I was yeah. driving around with this album on. I feel like it's got a sentimental, nostalgic kind of value for For me. So, um, but, um, I do feel like, um, going back to your list, I do feel like a brief inquiry. I would, I would, there will be a time in my life where that will probably be number one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, in fact, I remember being in America when the album came out, I was, um, at my best friends and, the album had just come out and I remember giving it the full listen whilst in America. So and loving it and thinking this will forever remind me of America mm. um, and this holiday that I've been on. So I do feel like a brief inquiry is um, I think that trilogy of albums self-titled, I like it when you sleep and a brief inquiry are just a power trio. Aren't For sure. They? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, side note before we sort of wrap up, What's your opinion on them stopping the rectangle for the artwork? Because uh, they stopped for, it on the third So album, for you, they? you thought... So I had the same thing. I, I thought that the albums would gonna, was going to be the 1975 rectangle in four different colours. That was what I thought the music was. I wanted I that. I wanted that. I would have been like... Like, for example, you have like Ed Sheeran. He did like the... the Like, um, subtract, divide all that stuff for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he yeah. did the four, which I think is great. And I feel like it would have been really good if you did have four. Obviously, they say that's music for cars, the four album. How do I feel about it? I was confused when a brief inquiry came out and I was thinking, why isn't the album artwork like green or like <laughs> blue or whatever or purple, whatever it would have gone yeah. with. Um, but I do feel like it was obviously a move that they ha- they felt they had to take. Maybe it was something to do with their personal lives. Like maybe I- I'm not obviously I'm not I'm not friends with them. Unfortunately, I'm really sad about it. <laughs> oh um, yeah, well I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were tired. I win. If you're listening, Matty, then we can be friends. Um, but yeah, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it doesn't it doesn't phase me too much. But that was the idea. I thought, oh my god, when the second album came out, and I thought it's literally a pink version. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So mm. I don't know. How about you? What do you think? I I think it's it let it down for me, and that's just me being like picky. But I feel like if they'd have even if they'd have just done a brief inquiry with a rectangle, that would have that would have concluded it for me. That's fine. But I feel like having two rectangular artwork pieces of artwork and then having the two random like i don't even know what they are a brief inquiry is like nothing is it it's got like a few squares and then the the notes is basically um, you you can't really say what it is can you um i don't know i it's very picky for me to bring it up and it's very sort of like it doesn't really have anything to do with the the the, uh content the content but i would have just liked four out at least three of the albums to have it but then all the eps have got it on it and medicine so maybe i'm just being a bit picky but uh, i kind of thought that was going to be their thing forever like every every album and EP was going to have a, a, a rectangle. Yeah, I think maybe like you said before, they're really good at uh, branding and advertising, whatever. 
maybe they felt they needed to and then actually they obviously had this different artistic view for a brief inquiry and thought well we don't need to stick to that if we don't want to but i do agree i think as well like mm. you said that you have are you do you have ocd yeah, for you yeah. that might actually just be like a psychological thing and it might be um i, I kind of just feel like and i feel like going back to when you said um them not doing it to please everyone maybe they stopped doing the rectangle to see if people still fucked with them i'm not saying people would stop listening to them because they don't have a rectangle but maybe some a lot of people don't like change no, do that's true. a lot of people don't like change so i don't know uh, they still put them up at the uh, live gigs they do they? they do is amazing so to conclude when was the best time you've seen them um and how many times? So have you I've seen, seen them? them twice, and the last time I saw them was February last year, and that was the best time. Um, over the year before, I think it was the previous April, which was 2019. I think I could be wrong, um, but mm. yeah. So I think as performers, they are really good. Um, but I do think that I remember, I can't remember if it was the first or second time, Matty, like, was quite clearly wasn't in a great mood. And although the performances were great, his interaction was, was few and far between. And I can't remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, like, as someone, I don't know what I'd prefer. Would I prefer someone who, for example, like, uh, there's that famous footage of Katy Perry being literally... Like she found out that she was, um, her partner was filing for divorce, and then she went on and did a live performance um, at an arena, and she yeah. literally, you know, like absolutely smashed it. But then you've got Matty, who I I think is so um, comfortable with being vulnerable and open with the fans that he was like, mm. I swear he said something like, "I'm not feeling great," and for me, I think. I was like, oh, um, I didn't know how to feel about it. It's new. I haven't really seen that be done before. Like, it's not really a showmanship thing to do. But if in answer no. to your question, the second time was the best time I've seen them because I, there was more songs that I liked. And also they did Too Shy, which honestly, I'll never forget that. Um, <laughs> was that the Birmingham yeah. uh, O2 Academy? Arena, yeah, yeah. Arena? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think the best time... Two, so I've seen them now. I saw them at the O2 when they released the album, the mm. first album, and then I saw them when they released. I've basically seen them each time they've released the album, so four times I think. I think. Very good. And the best time, the best time for me was the most recent one. Funny enough, even though they, that was the notes, yeah, gig. Um, but they didn't play many songs no. from notes, or if they did, it was all the it was all the hits, quote sure. unquote. So. That was a great one. And also they had all the, the visuals up. So when they played Guys, they had the uh, video of oh, all the um, yeah. the footage of them. So that was great. And then the um, uh, I Like You When You Sleep era because, A, I love the album. And also that I was – I don't tend to go right into the crowd. I don't tend to like mm-hmm. that. Um, but for some reason, this time I was. I was with uh, a few friends, and they obviously wanted to get close. And I was like, fuck, so, <laughs> go. so we got close. But it wasn't, it, I didn't feel like uncomfortable or cramped. It was like perfect. And it was just the pink lighting. And Were you, were you standing? Um, you know. Yeah, I was standing no for way. that one. I thought you were seated for that. Was that the most recent, sorry? 
No, the most recent I, I was seated, out, but yeah. for the I like it when you sleep. Yeah, so the most recent one I was seated, and I remember I got the seat wrong, and I had to do that awkward oh. shuffle through oh. people. Sorry, excuse me. So, sorry. Um, yeah, so... But when I saw them, when they did the self-titled, it was very intimate mm. and I was sat, but I was really like on the balcony, really close. Actually, no, I was stood at the balcony, but yeah. really close. So I could see like Matty's like sweat dripping on his head. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd say I'm hoping to see them at least 10 times in my life because I've seen Biffy Clyro 12 wow. times. Wow. Mm. So, Moya. It's been great speaking Likewise. to you. Likewise. We could we could speak for hours. Yeah, we, on this topic especially. Yeah. I feel like it would be good and I'll see what people's feedback is like. Um if we could like maybe talk about other musical artists and also maybe do a whole episode on one album by the nineteen seventy five, because I feel like we could probably do yeah. that. Oh, yeah, um, I'm for that. So it's time for Sunday dinner. Is, <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm sorry, I've kept you here for ages. Um, sorry, but it's been great. So check out Moya's podcast, Too Much Racket. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I mean, we only recorded the first episode for mine yesterday, um, but I'm really glad. That, but you've got yeah, plans. Look, everything's planned out. It's just releasing it and well, recording it and releasing it. But yeah, if um, I'll link yours, I'll link yours if you link mine. <laughs> oh yes of course are you gonna have are you gonna have like an instagram for yeah. your podcast or are you just gonna keep it's, it it's Spotify? literally my instagram yeah. is up ready and running it's just that i haven't put it on any of my actual socials nice. so yeah there is an instagram and i'm um, obviously ben will link it hopefully and it's 1975 uh influenced for the night it is it's a lyric not enough noise and too much rap. i love that it's so good it's such a genius name um so yeah it's been great speaking to you um I'm hoping that um, I don't really have a schedule for for my for my podcast. I think I'm just I've got quite a few ideas planned with people, so I'm just going to upload when whenever, and then hopefully, if it, if we're both successful, um, I'm going to start to stick to a regime. But um, thanks for talking to me, and you will most definitely be on again at some point for talking about something, even if it's planes. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not sure how much of an input I have on planes, <laughs> but you know, I'll like like. I'll talk about well, anything. So, but it has been a delight, and um, yeah, I hope the listeners have enjoyed. Yeah, us waffle on about the nineteen seventy five for an hour. I'm, pro- I'm going to keep this. There's not much I've got to edit out at all, so it's probably going to be over an hour. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, thank you for coming along, and um, I'm going to give notes another listen Do today. It. Okay, cool. Catch I will you later. catch you later, mate.